he couldn't hear anything either because he mutes us. Yeah. Before we like, as soon as we go live, all I see and- is this silent pantomime <laughs> of fear. Because uh, yeah, when whenever like I have the music going and everything like that before we stream, I'm totally mute. I turn Morgan's volume all the way out, all my volume all the way out, and it's just silence. But I can hear the music, so I know it's playing. And mm-hmm. I just see her just like, <laughs> just in, <laughs> but in silence, it was great. Perfect for horror movie. We should have been recording that, you know? Could have sent that in for a reel for a horror movie. Backstories ten pages long. Writing a story with your friends. Brave, strong paladins. Sneaky assassin rogues. Getting to play your favorite hero archetype. Let's play D&D. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. Life Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Rule of Cool podcast. I'm Morgan. And I'm Nathan. And today, we're going to be talking about a kind of sensitive topic for some people. Uh, we're going to be talking about gatekeeping. Boo. <laughs> gatekeeping yeah. has no place in D&D. I'm going to throw something out there right away because uh, I put this in our, our show notes too. Uh, I am a cis white man, so I don't have a ton of room to speak on the topic of being gate kept. Um, but there's a lot of things that uh, I think I could contribute to the topic and the fact that uh, what I try to do to um, not gatekeep, I suppose, is the best way to put that. Because it's, uh, it's something that I think you know you need to be aware of trying not to do um because there's definitely there's the big things that like you should never do and then there's a lot of things that you might be doing that are unintentional um that we're going to get to a little bit later and uh those are kind of things that i think to be um a really good dm you should try to strive for yeah that's my um, preliminary thing because uh yeah now a lot of people have a lot of different like definitions of what gate- gatekeeping is to them. I can't speak today. It's going to be a problem. Um, oh words God. are hard. Yeah. yeah, you didn't quite get it there. It you didn't close. quite get the volume up before you hit it. Um, <laughs> God. But, um, and absolutely, like Nathan said, he is a cis white male. I am a LGBTQ uh, woman, white woman. So our experiences are going to be very different from other experiences. Um, Obviously, other people are going to encounter different types of gatekeeping, but we're here to talk about all of them um, with no means to... What's the word I'm looking for? belittle someone else's views of gatekeeping you know because obviously we're both white people we cannot speak to the gatekeeping of people of color um in its entirety but we can talk about what we do to try to not do that you know um yeah so i want to find something so badly right now i know this is what? distracting but i can't find just a clip of it hold on one second let's see if i can find it real quick 
Okay. In the meantime, um, gatekeeping, like the actual legitimate definition of gatekeeping is controlling or limiting general access to something. So this is any time pretty much that someone tells you you can't do something because of who you are, how you act, how you identify, et cetera, et cetera. I found it. Yeah. What is it? A, a white man? No. No. <laughs> Every time I see, see, hear anything relating to being a white man, I'm like, a white man? A white man? No. No. <laughs> oh, it has the same energy as, what do you have? A knife. <laughs> no. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. That video and, and sounds on TikTok is so funny. Um, but yeah, that's, yes. that's me right now. Just. <laughs> Every time I'm like, hey, guys, sorry, I'm a white man. A white man? No! no. <laughs> I love New Girl so much. It's... God. Oh, yeah. I had I had to put it in there. So. Back on topic now that I stopped distracting us. The main, <laughs> the main ones, um, the main forms, or I guess I should say, like, alleys, I guess, of gatekeeping that people mainly use are things like race gender sexual orientation social status or religion um those are the big ones and those are potentially the most harmful out of all of them face if you do that at any of my games i'm not yeah listen (laughs) we don't have room for that here we're called the rule of cool in gatekeeping not cool like I will, uh, I will send myself to jail if you if you do one of these things to try to keep someone away from playing D anD D with me. That that is, I will be very angry. Don't do it. Yes, um, but there are also smaller things that some people don't really think about, um, and not smaller things as in they're not as important, but smaller things as in. People don't think about them. Um, so that would be like age. Um, some people are, some people gatekeep like younger players or older players, which is super idiotic. Um, Playtime. Are you a newbie? Have you been playing since literal first edition? Um, or also disability, um, which is another thing that we might talk a little bit on later um, in regards to the Candlekeep book that was announced. And, and these are the kind of things, like I said, those those first like big five. If if you talk, if you're if you're doing something against any of those at my table, I will literally hit you. Not mm-hmm. no <laughs> nothing held back. These other things I might discuss with you first and be like, hey, do you understand you're doing these? Um, like, or is, is this a mistake? Are you like? slipping up here and like you need to like have a little bit of more knowledge to not do these things um and then if you're like oh no i do it on purpose then i still might hit you but you know just be careful there those are ones where it's like i think a lot of more people might make um do these things a little more subconsciously without Mm -hmm. trying to do them if if you're saying things against race or gender or religion or sexual orientation, I mean, like you're doing them on purpose, and I'm not going to be happy. Like, yeah, <laughs> these are these are big big no nos. And like I said, the others are still big no nos, but they're like, okay, you might have like not known you were specifically doing it. Yeah, and 
that is that brings us to another really good point you know sometimes people gatekeep without realizing they're gatekeeping and some people are just straight up assholes about it um neither one is okay no even if you don't realize it um it's not it's not okay and someone should bring it to your attention and if somebody does bring it to your attention then you should maybe think about it (laughs) and like ask yourself why here's here's a big life tip for everybody if someone comes to you about you being, you know, insensitive to any of these kind of topics, um, be open to learning and, and going forward from that and, and taking what they're saying to heart and listening to their point of view. I promise you, you're going to have a better life. Like if you, if you can, if someone says like, Hey, like that thing you said is like, you know, really insensitive of my disability, please listen to them. Like they're not, they're not just being an asshole to you. Like (laughs) this is something that like you should consider because you're a human being and they're a human being and you should be respectful of, of their life and their plight and, and be okay with the fact that they need to talk to you about it. Because when you go, when you make fun of it or joke about it, like it's something that could like legitimately traumatize a person. Yeah. And as we've said before, we're not out here to hurt anybody. Like, D&D is not D&D is not the place to live out your sadomasochist desires. <laughs> um it is a place to pretend you are a fantasy being killing fantasy monsters and making a story with your friends. Um and I think sometimes, you know, people don't really think about it. Um Wow, it's it's weird because some people will like they'll withhold things from their games and not realize that that could impact somebody else's like feelings. <laughs> Words are super hard today, guys. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm well, trying I think, really I hard. I think that like you know when we're talking about a, a topic that's as sensitive as something like this, you want to like pick the right words, right? Yeah. Pick the things that like make, um, make the most sense. I guess that's the way you'd want to say it. Yeah. So you have like this long standing campaign and literally every NPC that they run into is just an elf. A white man. Literally. <laughs> no. A white man. No. <laughs> Um, hang on, let me say it, and then you can add that to the soundboard instead of, hello, daddy, take me. No, that one's fine. Uh, Well, you can pull one in. Let's just take a quick stroll down the Morgan soundboard. You can pick which one you'd want to come off. Well, that's weird. Words are hard. Oh, big yawn. Get out of here. (laughs) We don't want you. Hello, yeah, daddy. Definitely the me. hello, daddy. I want no, no, replace. No. That one's, All that the other ones are stay. gold. <laughs> that one's definitely gonna stay. It's a fan um, favorite, Morgan. You know it has to stay. <laughs> God, a fan favorite of who? Literally, only two people have said it's their favorite. Um, if it's your favorite, get in the chat right now. Get in the comments. <laughs> if you want, in every podcast, every stream, to hear me say "Hello, daddy, take me." Keep it me. Boom. God damn it. <laughs> no. 
favorite. I hate you guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, personally, my favorite are my words are hard. I don't know. Uh, I really, I, for some reason, I really liked that new one. Oh, not that. One. Words are hard. Well, weird? that's weird. <laughs> Just the way you said well, it. Well, that's, that's weird. weird. <laughs> I make funny. I make funny voices. I can't help it. Um, today's going to be a lot of going in and out of the podcast, guys. I'm just letting you know because this is a sensitive topic. So we're going to be like talking about <laughs> some stuff. <sighs> we're going to be talking about podcast stuff, and then we're going to be joking around because it's a heavy topic, man. Um, Matt knows we're keeping it light. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks, Nathan, man of the people. That's how I do it. I do it for you, you guys. You know, I contemplate my life choices and what brought me here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you like it so much, go listen to that podcast again. Uh, hear me tell my story again. Yep. Um, <laughs> about the demons. The demons. Um, just, you know, just me looking for a demon daddy. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> God, I can't. Anyways, yeah, if you, <laughs> if you intentionally never have a POC or an LGBTQ representation in anything, now, I'm not saying you have to have these things in your games. You don't. But if you have somebody in your campaign that is a person of color and every single NPC encounter they ever have is essentially a straight man, you know, man. A, a straight white man um, or, you know, it's just it's it's true, though. I mean, if if you're if you're encountering, you know, th this is one of the things that people find in, important in all media right is representation right this is why like when you talk about one good example me and morgan are big fans of is star wars that's why like john bodea like when he came on to the force awakens like people were excited that like a main character of the show although he's not like the main most main character um he was you know a real actual main character they were gonna like talk about throughout the whole thing was a person of color. Like that was important to a lot of people. And yeah. when you take that away, you, it, it's not even that like it needed to be there. It's that it made people feel like they were included. And yeah, you think about like, there's, there's tons of, um, you know, non white, you know, not in really anything else, but other than white, um, people in the world that love star wars that just wanted to be represented a little bit just just a little bit like just put a you put somebody of color in there and you know seeing that happen people felt represented they just felt like hey like i could be part of star wars right when you're a little kid and you're imagining being a jedi i mean how does that feel <laughs> if you're like oh there's there's no hispanic jedis there's no black jedis like they're all yeah. white. Like, that's awful. Who would want to think that way? Like, at least seeing it out there, like, seeing someone like that, you can have that feeling of, like, oh, cool. Like, this, I could, that could be me and, and feeling included. And when you're playing D&D, &D, if you're, like, 
if your player, if you're a DM and one of your players is, you know, Hispanic or something, right? And you're like, they're all white. Everyone's white. Where did I come <laughs> from? My player's Hispanic. What are you talking? Like, my player yeah. has dark skin. Like, what are you talking about? And to that effect, I understand. There's a million races in D&D, right? We all understand that. But, you know, the biggest problem that I have seen or I have heard, especially in my, like, I'm in a lot of D&D groups on Facebook. And one of the biggest problems I've come across, especially in my women on Dungeons and Dragons group that I'm in, because we exist, it exists, um, is that people will use accents in a very inappropriate way. Now, we just talked about including them. Why are you talking about not doing it? Well, because there's a fine line between appropriation and using accents to dis- like distinguish different characters. Um, if you're making fun of it or belitt- belittling it in any way, that is appropriation and that is wrong. Um, Here's a fact for me. I will not try to do a certain races voice because uh, guess what? Races don't have voices. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess if you're talking about like a monstrous race of D&D, but I'm talking about a humanoid right. voice. Like, guess what? Your skin color does not tell me what your voice sounds like. So stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's not a thing. And yeah. Just do a voice. Pick a voice. It could be, it could sound like a, it could sound like you and you could be a white man and you could make whatever voice you want. It doesn't matter. A voice can sound like anything you want it to sound like because that's the real world. Like your skin color, your, you know, anything, your gender, your sexual orientation, all that stuff does not affect how your voice sounds. Your voice can sound however it sounds. Yeah. And going beyond that, don't force anything like, a sexual identity or a race or you know religious status or social status on an and on anybody now when you're talking about things um when you're like dm to player talking about things before the game you can be like hey so you are a wood elf ranger just an example stereotypical right um, you are a Wood Elf Ranger. You do not get to tell the person if they are, like, what sexual identity they have. Like, if they're a cleric and they want to be a freaking death cleric and worship Satan, you can't, like, unless that's going to drastically change your campaign and you have a reason for it not working in the campaign, don't just tell them they can't do something just because... I will say... If you if your right. death cleric wants to worship Satan, um, it is okay to talk to them it's, about using the gods of your realm, especially because uh, I do know that there's um, there are some people that like Christianity and things like that can be pretty triggering for. So, like using these D and D specific gods, be like, okay, like you want to worship Satan, like I'll let you worship, you know, like a specific devil of D and D, but it needs to be yeah. Like, and also, for the record, Church of Satan is not about death. Yeah. And it's not about being Antichrist. Um, do your research. 
uh, I took I took history of world religions and alternative religions in college, and Church of Satan is about you know not being a dick to other people. That's the majority of it. Um, <clears throat> Look at you being college educated. <laughs> Look at me being college educated. What am I doing with that college degree now? Playing D and D and doing a podcast. <laughs> God. Um. It's fine. Everything's fine. I spent a lot of money and I'm still paying money on my degree. It's fine. So um, what me and Morgan were talking about is the fact that you, you want to use these, sorry, you want to be able to use um, people in, you know, your NPCs, we talk, we've talked about this in our NPC episode, right? NPCs are your toolkit, right? As a DM, these are like your tools to tell your story. And if they're all white men, no, <laughs> like they've got to be people that represent your players and represent people of the world to show that like this world isn't, you know, this single track straight white men and straight white women. And that's how it all meshes. Like, um, you know, that's just not the way the world works. And it seems like, um, to be able to do that, you, you need to be able to include these other things in the game. And like, there's a lot of things that you do that might not be intentional that lend towards not doing that. Like saying, Oh no, all, all my, all the elves in my world are white. No, it doesn't have to be. Why does it have to be? If you've got a person that's playing a elf and they want to be of dark skin, let them do that. Who cares? Why does why do they all have to be white? They don't. That's really what it comes down to. Other than you being a dick in gatekeeping, that's the only reason they all have to be like one way or the other. You know, that old kind of thing of like, oh no, uh, you want to be a dark skinned elf, so you need to be a drow. No, 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 no. We, we don't need to associate having a dark skin and pointy ears with being a drow and then associating the drow with being, like, dirty, evil things that live under the ground and keep slaves and, like, you know, like, worship. Like, don't get us wrong. That's stuff. what, like, drow are evil, you know? Yeah. But But if your you player says, I want to play a dark-skinned elf... You don't go, oh, no, that means drow. You have to be a drow if you want to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, like, the same with the same with anything, you know? They want to be a, like, a dwarf. I don't care what you pick. You can be light-skinned. You can be dark-skinned. You can be medium-toned skin. I don't care what it is. You know, you don't tell people that they can't have themselves represented in whatever they want to be represented as. That's just not cool. Um, but moving on a little bit from that, um, don't gatekeep people based off of how old they are. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is... People saying, oh, well, I don't want a kid in my game because we're not going to be able to have fun. Well, that might not be the game for you, but you don't get to tell other people that kids can't play D&D 
or vice versa. You know, there are some people who started playing D&D this year in their, like, 50s and 60s. That's fucking rad. <laughs> like, I think that's sick as hell. But you can't tell people they can't play D&D just because they're older. That doesn't mean they don't understand anything. That doesn't mean they can't have fun and play. Now, is it going to be your kind of game? Maybe not. Maybe you don't and want to, okay. but you don't have the right to tell other people they can't do that. Yeah. I mean, you could be like an, an ancient old man, just like Mod Madness, and, and play games with me and Morgan. <laughs> yeah, our resident like, old man. It's That's totally fine. You can be, be the old man in the group. It's cool. And still have fun. And we, we, we love Mod Matt. He was on last week. Everybody knows that we love Mod Matt. It's yeah. just, it's okay. It does, there's nothing that distinguishes that. He's from another country. He's old. <laughs> i got to stop making fun of Matt, Matt being no, old. No, it's jokes. fine. Continue. He's not that old. Please. I feel, um, I feel almost bad because he's really not that old. And I'm like, I'm like, dang, I'll be there soon enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Reality sets in. So, one of the main reasons that we did our topic on, like, gatekeeping and being sensitive to people's feelings, I guess, today, is because of D&D, um, D&D, Wizards of the Coast kind of announcing that um, they're going to be putting out some new stuff with, for people with disabilities, Um now, some of this stuff already exists, like Homebrew World, like D on DM's Guild, there's a book and it's called Disabilities, Prosthetics, and Guide Animals. Um, and it is for, like, characters that have prosthetic limbs, characters that are blind, characters that are deaf. Um, and a lot of people are up in arms about D and D making a specific book for it, and here's how I see it. Yes, it's kind of stupid that it's taken this long to do it, and yes, people should have already been doing it. But one of the biggest things, especially with um, what's it called, Nathan? Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Where you go and play D and D at a place, but you can only use oh, um, the word just escaped my mind. See now you're messing with me too. Um, bang! What is it called? Yeah, words are hard, man. I can't think of the words today. Anybody out there know what I'm thinking of? Can you read my mind through the screen and tell me what I'm trying to say? When you go to a place, Adventures League. Yep, there it is. Thank you. Adventurers League. When you do like an Adventurers League and you go and you have to, like, you play official content, you know, there's no official content that includes disabilities. And I was talking to a friend earlier today about how they're a little wary of it because they don't want their players taking advantage of those things. And I understand that. Um, but there's, like, a fine line where you need to have representation and you need to, like, let these people have fun. Short-term memory loss, you dick. Um, <laughs> you need to let these people 
let these people make characters that they identify with and have this content that you can use but also don't let your players abuse it for the sake of abusing it so for example we were talking earlier i was talking to one of my friends and i'm not going to dox them um but they were saying that they didn't really want to bring wheelchairs into their campaign because they know a specific player would immediately want a wheelchair and like to use a cool like magical wheelchair and they would have to nerf that because first of all the character was never you know disabled to begin with there's no reason for the character to need a magic wheelchair and also you're not gonna have a wheelchair that can magically just float over any terrain or do anything you know super special and i understand that Absolutely. You know, you can't just give something to somebody that that negates the whole game, essentially. Like, you can't just put rocket boosters on a wheelchair and be like, you're done. Um, but at the same time, it's important for their representation for people to have. And that's something that you kind of, you know, you have to talk to your DM about beforehand. Um we always, always, always say this. Talk to your DM before the game, before the campaign starts and talk about what you expect of the campaign, what you want your character to be, your backstory and everything. So if your character has been, you know, a paraplegic for so long, then there's going to be a lot of work that you're going to need to do with that character. And you're not just going to get a magic flying wheelchair that'll take you anywhere you want to go and cast spells from the wheels. Like that's not, that's not what you're getting. That's not what the representation is. The representation is someone was in a war You know, I have friends that um, work for the Navy or are in the Navy. Um, I have other friends that are in the Marines. I have a few in the Coast Guard. Uh, (laughs) I have friends in lots of places. Um, But God forbid one of them gets injured and, you know, loses half of their arm or or from their knee down or something. Or their whole arm. And, you know, that person wants represented in their camp in their D campaign like i get it a lot of people want to use D to escape their real world so they want to be you know for example me i have a lot of like traumatic shit that's happened to me and i play bards because i can charm people and have fun and play music because i love music and that's what i like to do yeah. I play bards. She can be charming even when in her real life she is not. Is that what she, First feel, of all, rude. <laughs> Second of all, I'm just teasing. Rude. <laughs> First off. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. some people use D&D as an escape and they want to play this fantasy character that lets them kind of cathartically release these emotions and feelings and everything. Well, and I think when um, it comes to disability stuff, if if you like limit people to not be able to to have that escapism, that's pretty wrong. Like if like 
We'll go back to the beginning. I will punch you in the face if you tell someone in a wheelchair they have to play in a wheelchair because they don't know what it's like to walk or something. Like, that's yeah, like that's that's it goes both ways. Like, if they want to play something they've never been before, let them play something they've never been before. If they want to play something that they're comfortable with, let them play something they're comfortable with. Like, it's not up to you to decide where they want to have their comfort level. I don't know if anybody has ever seen it or read it or heard of it. She Kills Monsters. It is a play that my college did, and it is incredible. I cried a lot. Um, It's about, um, essentially, without ruining, like, the whole plot, um, it's about a girl who wants to learn more about her little sister. She finds her D&D journal um, of her campaign that she was running for her friends, and she goes on this quest um, with, like, this local, like, she goes to, like, an Adventurers League and has them run this campaign for them, for her, so she can feel closer to her sister that she lost. And at kind of, like, at the end of the show, you see that each character while they were perfectly able and like all of them were able-bodied like there's like some sexy times there like there's all kinds of things sexy times in the end it's it's theater what do you expect we're we're keeping we're keeping Um, it light but like one of the characters is in a wheelchair at the end Another character is an LGBTQ member. Like, one of them is going through, like, a very severe health problem. You know, and that is super fucking cool. If you've never seen She Kills Monsters, watch it. You can YouTube it, Google it right now. You can find it on YouTube. You can find some shitty high school productions of it. You can find some subpar college productions of it. I don't think our college production is up of it. Um, which is unfortunate because it was really good. Um, but like Nathan said, if they want to use escapism and play, you know, something crazy barbarian or, you know, let them. But if somebody is like missing a hand and they want a prosthetic that freaking like they're a spellcaster, okay? Just an example. And they want a prosthetic that casts magic missile. That's fucking dope. Like, why why wouldn't you want that, first of all? And second of all, like, let them have that. Let them have that thing that makes them feel comfortable. If they want to be Inspector Gadget, let them be Inspector Gadget. Let, just plain and simple today, let your characters be Inspector Gadget. Pretty much. Um... That's uh, th- not true. Don't let them be OP. You don't have to make it OP. You just have to make it like. This is kind of circling back to the candle keep stuff a little bit. Um, but we're talking about, you know, playing uh, characters and stuff and representation. Um, I know that recently, I don't know what episode it was off the top of my head, but um, in Critical Role, uh, Matt had a NPC that was uh, the combat master uh, wheelchair combat. I don't remember how it's called off the top of my head, 
Um, But somebody had put out a whole thing about being a, like, wheelchair master, like, fighting style kind of thing or something like that. I'd have to pull the whole thing up, and I'm not going to do that right now during the podcast. But, um, yeah, he, like, had a a specific NPC that um, he was a combat wheelchair master and, like, was a cool dude that just, like, was now in a wheelchair, and he was a badass. And yeah, that's super cool. Like it, it, it's that representation, right? Like being able to just put this as an NPC into your game. I mean, none of the players on Critical Role are in a wheelchair, but I can almost guarantee you. I guess I don't have physical proof of this, but I would bet big sums of money that there are people in wheelchairs that watch Critical Role that. Yeah loved to see that because it's it's just that representation that says like hey you what you're going through it, what you're going through matters and it's important and it's okay yeah and i i think that that is a really really important because you know as much as what we say everything we say in our podcast is our opinion and everybody's gonna have a different opinion opinions are like assholes everybody's got one but I don't have one. That's unfortunate for you. That's my... I am <laughs> so sorry. Um, <laughs> God. Um, we're trying to keep it light, guys. This is a heavy <laughs> topic. If we were to sit here and talk about how people should not be assholes, then it would uh, be a less enjoyable thing to watch yeah. and listen to. We're trying to keep some fun. I forgot what I was even saying. Oh, we can... We can sit here and talk about our opinion the whole time, but everybody's going to have different opinions. Basically, what it comes down to is if you're doing a game by yourself with a couple of your friends and nobody's ever going to see it, do whatever the fuck you want, but don't make any of your players or anybody uncomfortable. You know, as a DM, don't make your players uncomfortable. As a player, don't make your uh, campaign party members and DM uncomfortable. And if anybody ever brings anything up to you, be open to it. Personally, even if I was playing with a bunch of straight white men, I would probably still try to include people of color and people of different sexual orientations and things like that because it's just a good practice. Like, what happens if one day one of your straight cis white male friends, like, wants to bring their wife to the game and then you're like, uh, okay, now we got to think about how not to be assholes, (laughs) like... That sucks. Don't do that. Um, so it's. I, I think it's a good practice just to, to keep in mind, um, and and have that just built into your your ability of, hey, like these are the things that I should be thinking about. Nathan, odds or evens. We're not live. Are you doing this for me? Are you doing this? For yeah. This? Oh, okay. Evens. Odds or evens. Evens. Was it even? No, it was odds. So, uh, I don't think this stream's going to work today. Hello, friends. Nathan here to remind you to join us for Quelm Questing Academy. It's our live-streamed actual play show hosted on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Podcast, every first and third Sunday of the month at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our next episode's going to be on February 7th, so don't be late for class. The podcast is going to work today. <laughs> Oh God! Let's cut into this. We're we're talking about people not liking their voice and stuff like that. 
Uh, so semi uh, start of an announcement, although it's a weird announcement because I don't have a name for it. Um, but I recorded the first yes. episode of a upcoming podcast actual play. Um, I have not 100% decided on a name. Still going back and forth on that. So I'm struggling because I want to come up with something that doesn't relate specifically to this game. Because if we do side games or a future campaign, I don't want it to be tied to specifically this one thing. So it's yeah, it's been a little bit of a struggle. Um, so uh, Nathan's podcast game uh, announcement, uh, it's recorded. I'm working on editing. Uh, and I think my goal is to release it on uh, Monday, February 1st. Uh, so hopefully I come up with a name by that. I mean, I will. It just, I just, hopefully it's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. It's your podcast. Hey, we have two separate podcasts because. We have podcasts and we have Twitch stream and lots of yeah. things. Uh, all podcast, under the. Podcast, game podcast, awesome Twitch stream. Cool We're going to be banner. doing a fun stream potentially. Fun stream. The thing fun that stream. I talked about. <laughs> the we got to get our shit together that with that one. Um, hey, if you're interested in hanging out with us, playing games on stream uh, among us, or maybe some Jackbox party games, um, things like that. Let us know. It'd be super cool to have you. We're wanting to, you know, involve people, have some fun. But I think that's all we're going to get for the podcast today, my dude. It's a rough one today. Oh, what I was saying about the my podcast announcement thing is uh, I had told everyone, be prepared to still hate your voice because we're I guess this is episode 18, and I still hate the sound of my voice on our podcast. Yeah. It don't go away. It's just still there. It, it doesn't <laughs> you still ever don't like go it. away. It, it's rough. Like, I was, yeah, I was telling people that yesterday because somebody had mentioned that they didn't like the sound of their voice, and I was like, that don't go away. I mean, maybe eventually I'll start to, like, not mind it so much, but, like, when I'm editing, I'm still like, why do I fucking sound like that? As someone who's been a singer for literally 17 years um has been trained professionally and now has a podcast i still hate the sound of my own voice and yes uh same emma i still cringe when i listen to my own voice when i edit and i compress my voice a lot for the uh edit i put it through uh, editing software and I compress it and I tone it and I add a little reverb and <laughs> yeah. My voice um, right now is not is edited like because uh, my soundboard automatically does that. We should turn it off and see what it sounds like before we answer. Uh, my input does not edit anything except for the gain. And bass roll off. How does, and how, does my voice level. sound different to you right now? Yeah. This is my voice right now. This is my voice with nothing on it. This is just the sound of the microphone in my voice. And then... This is with the processing on it. Yep. That's Very a big difference. Right? Yeah. I, the only thing that I use on my microphone, because my microphone on it has a bass roll off. Yeah. So, you know, it'll roll off those low notes because my voice can get kind of low sometimes um, for being a woman. 
And then I have a decibel. Um, There's definitely a big difference. Boop. Yeah, definitely. I know that it like bottoms my my voice out a little bit more, so it's a little bit more full. Because I, yeah. I, I don't know. I find that like I have a deep voice, but like for some reason it comes across very like high sometimes. I don't know. My voice is very low. Um, very low. Enough so that when I was in school, I was in, uh, when I was in college, I was in an acapella ensemble and we had three boys and five girls and we were doing mixed ensemble. So obviously one girl has to sing with the boys and guess who that was? Morgan. It was me. I sang uh, baritone. (laughs) Baritone. Yeah. Um, and I could still hit higher notes than our soprano could. So got the how's range. that for a vocal range? Three octaves. Professionally trained. Classically trained. Um, Magical. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> we've we said, been, I just think been this... messing around at this point. You know, just this hanging out. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Nice. It's been a rough one today. Yeah, lots of drops. That's called range, of... baby. <laughs> yeah. If you guys haven't already, uh, be sure to to come over on, join us on Discord, follow us on yeah. social media, um, and uh, let us know what you're thinking of the podcast. If you're on Discord, you can give us ideas for future episodes. Uh, give Please us give us ideas for future episodes. And all kinds of stuff like that. Um, me and Morgan are really bad about coming up with ideas for episodes sometimes. Sometimes we're on top of it. Other times we're just like, like yesterday, it was like, what? It was like really for you, but I think it was like nine or 10 for me of being like, oh, hey, what are we doing tomorrow? Make sure to check out all our social medias, all of our uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, Make sure you hit that Discord. Give us ideas for the podcast because we desperately need ideas. Um, Give us questions. Give us homebrew items. Give us Shenanah stories. Uh, And make sure that you check out uh, QQA the first and third Sunday of every month and be on the lookout for Nathan's new podcast game that he's going to be releasing uh, to be named and just to be named. dated for release. But um, hopefully just so you know, February 1st is my plan. I just got to get it done and named by then. Yeah, I'll have it done. I have faith in you. But until next time, this has been the Really Cool Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye. Bye. We might not get to play for several weeks, but our heroes will still be there when we go back. Let's play D&D. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. Escape real life and play pretend with no real consequences. Let's play D&D.